And we've never recorded in the morning. I'm so, I just woke up. I had all <laughs> the energy of like just waking up, you know? Uh-huh. I'm going to need to take a nap before the game. <laughs> well, for sure. It's an exciting day. So waking up in the morning is an exciting thing. That's true. I think it helped when I like got up and I was like, hype, 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 yeah. hype, hype, hype. Yeah. For context. For our five listeners, <laughs> today is the day Gonzaga plays for its national championship. It's so exciting. I'm so excited. And we get to go watch it in the kennel. Yeah. And we're so excited. It's going to be an all-senior kennel, too. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be so hype in there. It's going to be great. Anyways. I don't know. After after Saturday's game, we deserve this. <laughs> yeah, that buzzer beater against UCLA will be a moment I remember for the rest of my life. I forgot how to breathe for a second. Like, literally, my whole life, I will remember that moment. I, I have told anyone and everyone who will listen to me about it. I me was too. like, hey, did you watch the game on Saturday? And they're yeah. like, no. And I'm like, well, you need to. Yeah, the problem is, like, everyone I know already knows it happened or, like, watched it happen. So I yeah. can't surprise anyone with it. They're just like, yeah, it happened. It was cool. And I was like, but did you see it? <laughs> You're like, your reaction is very much lower than I thought it was going to be. Can you bump it up a little mm-hmm. bit? I need you to bring up the excitement. Yeah. But, so, that's exciting. We're excited. And we're recording at 10.30 in the morning. It usually <laughs> doesn't have it. No, we usually record at night. Yeah. This is a different type of tired energy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the people needed my tired energy yeah. last night. <laughs> last night would have been, like, us just sitting there with, like, quiet. It would have just been, like... <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody would say something. We just probably end up just looking at each other and being like, "Yeah, all right, cool, 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 cool." Yeah. <laughs> but today we have excited energy. Yeah, we're going into a very exciting game day. That either way it goes, we're gonna remember it for the rest of our lives, True. probably fondly too. I yeah, mean, it'll be a little sad if we lose, but I mean, it's, don't put that energy out there. But it's such a accomplishment to make it this far yeah. in the first place. Undefeated that, season. Yeah, I'll take it, kid. Yeah. Okay. Good. Let's right. get into the meat and potatoes. The nitty gritty. What are we talking about today? Um, you want to, you know, we could talk about a bunch of different things. Yeah. You know what? I'll set it out for you. You pick one. Okay. Oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We've got How to Train Your Dragon, the uh-huh. trilogy that you watched for the first time. This is true. We've got the Grand Budapest Hotel that I watched for the first time. Uh-huh. Um, it was what like I- half out of context. We did two, it equals one out of context. <laughs> <laughs> and then. What we, else did we watch? The first three episodes of Falcon, Falcon and the Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. Mm-hmm. So you've got a plethora to choose from yeah. at this this movie buffet. Let's start with Grand Budapest Hotel. Okay. Because I feel like the other two things, there's more to talk about. And there's a lot more enthusiasm buried in those. <laughs> so Let's start with the boring. This is like at the dinner well, it's table. It's boring. It's a great movie. But I think the other three, two, have a lot more to unpack. It's when you're like at the dinner table and you're like, this isn't my favorite thing. So I'll get rid of it first. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. It's a Wes Anderson movie that came out a while ago. How long ago did it come out? Well... Four or five years ago? It's got, it's got on, baby um, Jude Law. Yeah. So it's got to be at least, a, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess 20, I'm going to guess 2009. 2014. Damn, I was I was going to say, like, 2012, and then I was like, no, that can't be right. <laughs> but yeah. Only, only that, really? Mm-hmm. It's like a relatively newish movie, but not really. It's been out for seven years. Yeah, it definitely has just, like, the Wes Anderson vibe. Oh, it's a Wes Anderson movie through and through. Like, just, like, the colors, the symmetry. Yeah. The vibe, the The aesthetic, the cast. It's great. (laughs) It's got Bill Murray, and that's how you know it's a truly, it's truly a Wes Anderson movie. (laughs) Also, if Ed Norton's in it, that's another sign. 
But yeah, it's really good. It's one of my favorite movies. What are your thoughts? And what happened? Um, so it's... I liked it. I enjoyed it. It follows the main character who's a writer. The There's so many layers to this movie. Yeah. Well, the narration layers. Yeah. Because it goes from like... A girl's, a reading, girl's a reading a book. Standing in front of a pedestal of the author. author. And then it pans the, to the author. The author's the one telling us the, the story. story. But then we flash back to the author meeting Zero Mustafa, who the book, The Grand Budapest Hotel, is based uh, off yeah. of. Yeah. And then we hear the story from Zero's perspective. perspective. But it's from the author's words. Yeah. I think that's interesting because it shows that it's not, it might not be fully was, um I was thinking about that, um, that he's an unreliable narrator mm-hmm. the entire time. That was one of the things I was like, how much of this can we believe? I mean, I don't know. I think I trust Zero. Yeah. But he also got told, like, a story that happened decades ago in the span of, like, a couple of hours by an old guy mm-hmm. who probably had the hotel guy, I can't remember his name, Mr. Gustav, Gustav on, like, a pedestal mm-hmm. a little bit. So he probably... Is not the most reliable. Yeah, he's not the most reliable narrator for the film. No, but it's a great movie, and I think that's an interesting layer to it. I think Wes Anderson's very self-aware and likes to make things meta on us. Yeah, I think um, the only character I would have trusted to give me like a full, correct story would have been Agatha. Yeah, I think if she wasn't dead, I will watch anything with Saoirse Ronan in it. She's so good. Mm-hmm. I thought that she was like. There were a couple times where he was like. Body found, and I was like, "Oh no, they killed her!" And then he, and then Miss Anderson was like, "Psych, subversion of expectations, and then you baby." She did die, Later. but not yeah, but not how I thought she. I thought yeah. she was gonna get murdered. I thought Agatha was gonna get got. Like everyone gets got in this movie. Anyways, a lot happens. I've seen the movie like four or five times now. I forget what happens every time I go to watch yeah, it. But it, that's not a bad thing. It's just a lot happens. It reminds me of like when people ask what it feels like to get a tattoo. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I can't really describe it to you, but I know what it feels like. Mm-hmm. I, fi- I think that's the vibe that the Grand Budapest Hotel has. I like that. I can describe it to you, but I couldn't really tell you what happened. Mm-hmm. There's a big quest. There's a painting. There's a thing with a painting that causes... A kerfuffle. A kerfuffle. <laughs> That's actually a really good word for it. Yeah. There's crime. There's a prison escape. Yep. Which is done in the most brilliant... Like, the prison escape, like, montage and the burrowing in Fantastic Mr. Fox have the same energy. Yeah. <laughs> which mm-hmm. makes sense, because they're both Wes Anderson movies. Yeah. But, but, yeah, it's so good. I feel like it's a good entry-level Wes Anderson movie. Yeah, but the thing is, is, like, I think the Fantastic Mr. Fox for Wes Anderson is the only one that I could truly tell you what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I watched Moonrise Kingdom, too. I couldn't tell you what happens in that, <laughs> in that movie. Like, it's good, mm-hmm. and I could give you, like, certain plot points, but I, I don't know. The linear progression isn't there. No, it's not. Yeah. And I think what, like, the Grand Budapest did really well is when it jumped back and forth. Mm-hmm. It didn't make, like, the story from Zero's perspective stagnant. Mm-hmm. It went, like, to the the author telling being in the hotel and then seeing Zero and then going to the story and then going back to the hotel with Zero and the author, but never going further than the author in his youth in the mm-hmm. hotel. Because I think had Wes Anderson gone, like, uh, girl in front of the thing to old author to young author to zero 
then to the story, and then back to Zero and the young author, and then back to, like, the mm-hmm. old author, it would have ruined the immersion mm-hmm. and the belief of, like, this story happening. Yeah. That, that, that like, isn't broken with just going between the two different sides until the end of the movie when it goes back to the girl. Like, you don't see the old, you don't really see the old author again. No. Except for at the beginning. Yeah. And I think you might see him at the very end, or you hear his voice at the very yeah. end. And then you see the girl. But yeah, it's a great movie. I really enjoy it. It's one of my faves. I enjoyed it. It was good. I like how this weekend we were just like, let's just watch whatever. Yeah. We're just going to watch stuff. Let's <laughs> see what happens. What would you rank it? I would give it seven stolen paintings out of ten. Nice. I would give it eight zeros. <laughs> ten. <laughs> zero zeros out of zero. <laughs> it did remind me a little bit when they were like, his name is Zero. I was like, oh my god, you know who else is named Zero? The kid from Holes. <laughs> I was like, that kid who hits him in the face with the yeah. shovel. But yeah, it's a very clever movie. It's really funny. Yeah. Um, and I highly recommend it. I think it's also one that, like, kind of like his Dark Materials, if you kind of look away from it, you you're going to miss it. <laughs> yeah, you have, to, you have to watch it. You have fully. to be immersed in the plot to really understand what's yeah. going on. I didn't connect that the guy narrating, like fully narrating, was old Zero until like the second time I watched oh, it. Oh yeah, I connected that right away. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, is that Zero? And you're like, yeah. And I was like, all right, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Anyways, let's move on to the next thing. What's next? Um, let's. I want to hear your ta- hot take on um, the How to Change Your Dragons trilogy. Okay. The way this started was I was just going to watch one of the No, movies. we watched all of them. And then we watched the first one on Tuesday? Yeah. Yeah, last week, Tuesday night. And I loved it. I loved it so much. I told you that they were, like, I, knew I didn't they were good. It. Like, I knew I would love them. Yeah. Like, I, I knew going into it I would really enjoy them. I did not expect my opinion of them to be one of the best animated things ever made. I stand, I think I said this last week, I stand by that those, that those movies are some of the greatest movies produced in our, for our generation. Yeah, I agree. Hands down. Mm-hmm. I think the way that, like, not only the animation style, like, improved with, like, the times, um, because, like, I was looking at um, the picture of Hiccup for the third uh, movie, mm-hmm. like, waiting for you to come in to play it, and then the picture of him for the first one, and then the third one, like, you can see, like, his stubble on his mm-hmm. face, and, like, the animation greatly improved. The storylines are really good. It's, like, the same story, but they changed it just enough to make it more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. The villains are really good. Mm-hmm. And then just, like, the growth with all of the characters is yeah. super impressive. It's awesome. It's so good. It's very emotional. The plot is so well developed. Hiccup is the cutest thing, isn't he? And Toothless is my favorite thing ever. Yeah, and I love it. Yeah, it I was amazing. I definitely think that my favorite thing is the music. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and I told you I watched a video essay about um, the music on. I thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it on YouTube about like musical motifs, mm-hmm. um, and so. The, the part where Hiccup and Toothless fly for the first time together, it's called Test Drive. Mm-hmm. And the, the bum, 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 mm-hmm. bum, 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 When you beautiful. like, yeah, when you listen, when you like are paying attention to the music a little bit more, you hear it all over the place. Mm-hmm. It's everywhere in the soundtrack. Yeah. But you hear that in Marvel movies. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, it's really good, and it's so moving. I think I said "wow," yeah, like in awe. Not ironically, it was just my reaction 
at least five times well, in each movie. Yeah, because the first one, it's just kind of like a basic, like, it definitely is just like, we're going to introduce you to all these mm-hmm. characters. And then the second one, which is the the they hidden find a big dragon. The hidden world. Is the third no, one the hidden world? No, the third one's the, the hidden world. world. The second one, when the you see... The second one's where they find their mom. Yeah, when you see the, like, the dragon's nest for the first time, you're like, wow, this is really cool. Mm-hmm. And, like, the animation has improved, so you're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when you see the third one, oh and you gosh. see, like, the actual, like, the hidden world, it's so, cool. it's so beautiful. And, like, the way that it just, like, flows together mm-hmm. and it's so coherent is just amazing yeah. we also were able to piece together how old hiccup is yeah <laughs> through like the he's, information that he gave he's us 15 in the first one yeah he's 20 20 in the second, in the second one. one and he's 21 in the third one. yeah so he's like so it was almost perfectly done like to be the right ages for yeah. us maybe a little older because mm-hmm. the third one came out sophomore year yeah of college. Well, so the first one came out when we were in, like, middle school. Yeah, so it's, like, almost perfectly in the same age range. But, yeah, no, I think I think How to Train Your Dragon did accomplished what, like, uh, Monsters University and Toy Story 4 tried to. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that, like, those are bad movies, mm-hmm. but I think that How to Train Your Dragon com- accomplished it way yeah. better than those two movies. Yeah, I don't know if it's, like, the same as Monsters, the Monsters stuff, because there's Monsters, Inc., and then there's Monsters University, which is, like, a prequel. Yeah. But the I think it's very comparable to the Toy Story franchise. Yeah. And I think Toy Story is a masterpiece. However, I don't, like, watch for fun the first or the third Toy Story. I like the second <laughs> and the fourth one's the best. <laughs> those movies are not on my top tiers. <laughs> well, it's because they scare me. <laughs> Isn't the third one when they, like... The third one's when they almost get burned burned alive. alive. Yeah. I think that, like, one thing is, um... When, like, movies try to avert your expectation, like, Mm -hmm. the the toys being trying, like, almost being burnt alive, like, they're like, oh, we're gonna get them, and they're gonna think that they're dying, and then the last minute it'll be saved. And I think How to Train Your Dragon doesn't really do that. No, I don't think It so. just is like, here's the plot. Yeah. We're going to go through it together. It kind of gives you what you expect, but in the best way possible. Yeah. Like, there's not a lot of, like... Ex- I think the third one is, like, the exception with, like, the plot twist. Because you're like, yeah. okay, Hiccup and Toothless are going to do it. And then they don't. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, oh no. That's mm-hmm. not supposed to happen. Yeah. Talk about emotional when, at the end of the third one. Like, I... I was crying. Was a wreck. Like, when I saw it in the theater sophomore year, I, we, like, I went with Bethany and Carrie, and sitting there, at, like, for the first time, and not knowing, like, the little bit of post after, like, the ending mm-hmm. was gonna be coming was, like, the hardest thing, because you're just, like, you just want... Hiccup and Toothless to be together. Yeah. And to, like, have, like, that, ex- that like, friendship and that... It's like a, having a dog. You're, like, mm-hmm. you want that dog to be around forever. And then you're, like, but he did the right thing. Mm-hmm. You know that he did the right thing with, the whole, with like... so hard. But you're just, like, Toothless, no. So good. back. And then all the supporting characters are really strong and really funny. Eret, son of Eret. Eret, son of Eret, played by my favorite Game of Thrones cast member, Kit Harrington. And he really, like, kind of gives off Jon Snow vibes because Jon <laughs> Snow was a lot cockier than he is. <laughs> He's, like, the best dragon hunter besides moi. Yeah. <laughs> like, calm down. He's so funny, and I I loved watching him and all the other characters, too. Like, the one who I think is played by Jonah Hill. Um, he's Fish legs? No. He's the one who has a thing for Hiccup's mom. Oh, oh fuck, what is his name? 
I'll just look at the characters' names. He's short. That's his defining <laughs> His ego makes up for his height. That's so sad. I did not spell any words correctly. Okay. Um, Snot Loud. That's a terrible That's name. his name, yeah. That's slow. Hick, you got Hiccup Horrendous. Astrid, who should have been Buffer. Yeah. Stoic. Rough Nut. Snot Loud. Fish Legs. Gobber. Tough Nut. Spite Loud. There's so many... All of these characters that are background characters have names. That's amazing. There's Flemla the Fierce, who's just like a background character. No, I think that this movie, the, the, like the trilogy is one of the best, best movies ever created. Yeah, it's awesome. It's so good. I want to watch it over and over and yeah, over. These- I think it's a great movie for kids to watch. And I think it's a great movie for adults to watch, yeah. too. Because the lessons you learn out of it are awesome. And then also, they're wildly entertaining and really funny. Yeah. I also think that um, the, like, parallels between the first one and the third movie are really good. Because, mm-hmm. like, you have the explosion scene when you first meet Astrid and, like, the background mm-hmm. characters. And then on the third one, you also have, like, when Hiccup and Astrid have that moment on the boat. And <laughs> there's, like, an explosion behind them. Because it's, like it's growth and it's yeah. like it's the same situation yeah. but also not yeah so good i loved it the whole like scene of hiccup meeting toothless for the first time was awesome it made me happy when they're like drawing in yeah. the sand and then there were so many times when you could just like look in the background and toothless was doing something funny <laughs> or stupid and it made me really happy i think that was something when courtney was watching it with us both of us picked up on it like a lot yeah just be like hey look at that that's funny <laughs> there's just like that's so much detail to put into it and to like think that somebody had to draw yeah that and they put just like their heart and soul into it you could tell it was so good. yeah the i think the background characters definitely make it one yeah. of the most enjoyable movies yeah too. it's like it makes it more of an ensemble instead of just about hiccup and toothless yeah and I love the female characters in it because they're not defined by being a female at yeah. all. Astrid is cool as hell. Astrid is the most badass person out of that whole group. They would all be dead without her. <laughs> I will stand by her. <laughs> You're like, Ast- make Astrid the hero. Yeah. And she should be Buffer. She should be. She, she should be allowed to cuss. She should let Astrid say fuck. <laughs> let Astrid get swole. Yeah. Because she's so cool and like. They never acknowledge that, like, she's a girl and she can beat all the guys. She just does. She, yeah, she just does her thing. And, her, and Hiccup's mom's the same way. Um, she's really cool, too. And she's played by Kate Blanchett, who's one of my favorite yeah. actresses. I love Kate Also, Blanchett. the scene when, in the second one, between Stoic and his mom is one of the cute, like, the expectation for love is so high with that. When she's like, I'm really sorry, Stoic, and he's just like... You're this, you're just as beautiful as the day I thought I lost you. And I was like, no! Oh, it's so moving. Anyways, back to the topic. How to train your dragon. How to train your dragon. <laughs> For just, like, food. Yeah, sorry. It's almost lunchtime. It's, 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 it's been a morning. Yeah. I need to just stop fucking with your apple pencil. Oh, I always good. do that. Every, you can, you can every time it. we sit in here, I just sit here and I twist and untwist your, like, tip. And I'm just like, I'm going to break this. You don't lose it. Back there, I'm fine with that. <laughs> Um, yeah, how to train dragon. Uh, any other thoughts? Um, rocking around in that brain of yours? It's moving. It's philosophical. <laughs> it's philosophical? Can yeah. you elaborate on that? Um, no. I'll just okay. <laughs> that's, that's all the information you I get. Could, you could write an essay about it. Yeah, you could write a couple papers Easily. about it. Easily. Like, I think there's so much to be said about the relationship Toothless and Hiccup have. Yeah. And then there's also a lot to be said about Astrid and Hiccup as a couple, and then parenting 
that's a whole other thing. But yeah. But yeah, it's awesome. I love dragons. I want a dragon. I want a dragon so bad. Also, in the third movie, they deal with the theme of overpopulation. Who thought <laughs> that Who would be a thunk? theme in a Who would have thought in it? a kid movie? Yeah. Also, uh, other final thought: if I would have seen How to Train Your Dragon three when I was like ten, it would have given me nightmares. Yeah, it's one hundred percent. Grimmel is terrifying. He's really scary. And his little scorpion thingies are also the terrifying. dragons that are under his control with their own venom. Absolutely scary. It's scary. I think one of the things that is really cool about this is like the trust that builds between Hiccup and mm-hmm. Toothless. Because like in the first one, it's all about just establishing like the trust that mm-hmm. they have for each other, which is fish. Yeah, that, and, and drawing, yeah. and like the fact that with Hiccup's help, Toothless can fly again. Mm-hmm. And then in the second one, when they're doing with like the Alpha, and he's just like, "You got it. Like you trust me." Mm-hmm. He did like an Aladdin mood. He's like, "Hey." Do you trust me? Yeah. And Toothless is like, I guess. And then he just ties, like, the blindfold around him. Yeah. That's... And then, like, that trust just continues into the third one mm-hmm. when he, like, gives Toothless a little more freedom. Mm-hmm. And then he realizes that he's nothing without him. <laughs> and then everybody's like, hey, Hiccup, like, chill the fuck out. Like, yeah. you're fine. You're still good at what you do. And everybody's like, this is... This is nice. Yeah. And then... The other thing that is not philosophical at all mm-hmm. is that YouTube video you showed me. Oh, of, of the of, the ads. Yeah, of Toothless, um, you know, like casting thing yeah. with Kit Harrington as Jon Snow. There's a bunch of them. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. I mean, it's funny if you haven't seen Game of Thrones, yeah. but it's even funnier if you've seen Game of Thrones. Um, they did like a bunch of them for the second and third one with mm-hmm. like putting Hiccup or not Hiccup, putting Toothless in like human interactions with the cast. Yeah. And then um, they also do one where he's, like, interviewed. And they're like, hey, uh, Toothless, how's it going? And he's just like, because he's a dragon. And he can, and he like, chews on the wire and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but I will also say that, excuse me, I think one thing that um, DreamWorks did well is when it comes to, like, animating a female character, like, type of animal, mm-hmm. there's always, like, that weird expectation with, like, I don't know, them looking sexy. Yeah. Like, and it, they did a really good job with the light fury, just, mm-hmm. like, mimicking They just made her features a bit softer. Yeah, and she's she's white. Yeah. And she sparkles. Yeah. But that's, like, uh, that's a, actually really cool. Like, <laughs> I know that, like, sparkles is, like, ooh, women, but, like, it's, it was, it's, it's cool it's as really hell. Cool. Like, <laughs> if Toothless could sparkle, he would. Oh, absolutely he would. <laughs> like, he would just, he'd be in the moonlight, he'd be like, and then he'd just be sparkles. loved how with Toothless... Like, I feel like we got character development, and he did not say a word. No, there's a lot of scenes in the movies where, like, nobody talks. The nonverbal communication is incredible. in this movie is off the charts good. Yeah, because, like... It's the, so effective. The scene, like, in the third one, when Toothless is trying to impress the light fury, the light fury, mm-hmm. um, and it's just him and Hiccup, like, making eye contact and doing things. No talking. That's, like, a six-minute scene. Yeah. And it's just background music and, like, sound effects of, like, Toothless mm-hmm. doing stuff. Yeah. Then, like, it still works. Or the scene at the beginning in the first one when they're drawing. Mm-hmm. And that's how they, like, become... That's that's when their friendship starts forming. <laughs> um, and there's, like, no words. There's probably... Like, I would say, like, 25% of the movie, maybe a little more, has... Is, like, just no dialogue. Yeah. It's just music and, like, background noise. Yeah, I think it speaks to how amazing it is. And whoever made it... He, they knew what they were doing. Yeah, absolutely they did. It was awesome. It was incredible. Okay, ranking 10 dragons out of 10 dragons. Yeah. It's phenomenal. It, I would give it, like, 20 
<laughs> 20 Night Furies out of 10. Like, it's nice. my, these are my comfort movies. They're so good. The I fact really that I it. found all three of them for, like, $15, I was like, I have to get this. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah, if I ever find them, I'll probably buy them, because they're really good. They're so good. It's just, like, something that, like, on a rainy day, you can just be like, I'm gonna sit down, I'm gonna watch How to Train Your Dragons, mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna feel for a little bit yep, yep. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna feel some emotions for a while i love it i'm so glad that you liked it it's yeah. so funny too because like every time we put it on like everyone in the house would come into the living room yeah. and just be like no no no, i'm not gonna stay and then like everyone <laughs> was sitting in the living room together watching it yeah well like i knew michelle like loved those movies yeah. so she'd always come in a little late but then she'd be like can i watch yeah <laughs> like of course i think we should like watch him again so that Courtney can see all of them. Yeah, Because she, she was into it. Yeah, she hasn't seen them. No. But she was into it. She was like, oh. she was like, I need to do homework. And I was like, no, 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 no. You need to watch this. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, she was into it. I think the only one she missed was the third one. Yeah. Well, so, I'll rewatch it. Oh, no. Dang. <laughs> Darn, what a shame having yeah. to rewatch it. It's so good. So sad. All right. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, segues. In, yeah, that was a hard full stop. <laughs> You're like, no more dragons, let's talk about birds. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good segue. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan are the dynamic duo we needed. <laughs> this country needed. Yes, and there's only been three episodes. We're on a good trajectory for a really solid show that fits the formula of a Captain America movie in the way I want it to. What do you mean? I don't know what you mean by that. If You said that like three times. I'm yeah. like, I don't know what you mean. Have you seen any of the Captain I've America seen, movies? Yeah, I've seen the Captain America movies. Like all three of them? Um, I haven't seen Civil the first, War. There's the first one that's like the first Avenger. I've seen that one. Then there's Winter Soldier. I've seen that one. And then there's Civil War. I haven't seen, uh, I haven't seen Civil War. Okay. The, like, formula of those movies is very similar okay. throughout. Like, they're structured in a very similar way. But in, like, a different way from the other Marvel movies, I think. They're more like a... They feel more like a Mission Impossible movie. Like, Ooh. an action thriller okay. type situation. And, like, this... and I know that Winter Soldier and Civil War definitely do this. The first one, not so much. But they're, like, political dramas at the same time. Right. It's awesome. Um, and... This show is doing that just at a slightly slower pace, so we get more time to spend on each part that we time we wouldn't get in a movie. So it, it's giving us an hour where the movie would give us like ten minutes. Yeah, okay. it's awesome. I love it. <laughs> Anyways, for background, I don't think I've talked about how much I love Captain America. You've talked about how much you love Marvel. <laughs> yeah, but Captain America is my favorite superhero. Is it? Yes, he. I love him. On more than just, like, a Chris Evans is hot level. <laughs> I mean, like, on a philosophical level, I love Captain America. Yeah, like, it's not just the aesthetics for me. I'm just built different. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've written essays about, um, like, Steve Rogers. Not necessarily Captain, Captain America, America, but Steve Rogers as a character. Because I yeah. love his philosophy. I relate a lot to his philosophy. And I'm a big fan of it. And then I also love all the side characters in the movies. Like, mm-hmm. Peggy Carter is an icon, and she doesn't get the attention she deserves. Anyways, yeah. Um, <laughs> Pop off, Riley. Um, but yeah, so I've been really excited about this show. It's definitely the out of the three Disney Plus shows that are coming out. It's the most like it's the most predictable one. Mm-hmm. Like Wandavision, we had no idea what we were getting ourselves yeah. into. And I just saw the new trailer for the Loki show. That looks wild. Does it? This one is like it's. It's really, really good. Right. But it's a lot more realistic than the other two. I think that they're do. First off, 
it's very frustrating after watching like five WandaVision episodes in a row. To only watch and, one episode a week. Yeah, to only watch one episode a week. Very frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> we should not have done that to ourselves. Because now I'm like, we should just sit down and watch like three episodes. And then we only have like two weeks that we have to wait. But no, we have to wait every week just like everyone else. <laughs> and it's very annoying. But I think that there's like, after the season is over, we're going to be like, yeah, okay, I saw there was hints that this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I definitely think that uh, Bucky's going to get got yeah. again and for somehow sure. get turned back into the Winter Soldier for, like, at least an episode and a half. Mm-hmm. It just feels like that's where the plot's yeah. going. He's definitely, well, that's mm-hmm. how I felt until the end of the last episode. Really? Yeah, when the girl from Wakanda showed up. Oh. Spoilers. Oh. <laughs> but, anyways... So, should we start with, should we go through the three episodes, or just talk about it overall? Let's just talk about it overall. Okay. Because I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I love- There's just a lot. <laughs> Bucky, I think, is such an interesting character, and he doesn't talk very much, at least in the movies. No, and Sebastian Stan's ability to just, like, act he with He says just so fa- much with his face. Yeah, <laughs> that one scene when they intru- when they introduce the new Captain America, uh-huh. and he doesn't say anything, and mm-hmm. you just see his face, you're just like, I know exactly yeah. how you're feeling. I think I like, said something when yeah, I watched it. Yeah, you were like, he should win an award just for this <laughs> bit right here. Yeah, like, he can do so much just by his stare, and they comment on his stare throughout the show. It's a very self-aware show. Yeah. Um, but I think his character is fascinating because he's he has arguably been through some of the most trauma aside from wanda (laughs) if we were gonna rank it it would go wanda at number one and then bucky bucky at number two first off he's 107 years old. that's too many years and he also looks young so everyone is like why don't you get it and he was like because i'm 100 and they're like ha 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 I oh that's right because that's like a joke yeah You're like I'm like an old guy and he's like I am literally he's like I am an dope. old man yeah he has a flip phone he wears gloves everywhere well he has to he, he doesn't have to but you can't just walk around with a vibranium hand people are I mean you question it you can you shouldn't but you can <laughs> that's true but yeah so I love Bucky and his development and I've been excited to see more of it because. He fell off the train in the first Captain America movie, and I thought he was dead. <laughs> and then, I know that you mean that literally, but that could also be, like, metaphorically. He well, fell off the honestly, train. Honestly, both. And then he gets brainwashed, and I don't think he says much in Winter Soldier. No, like, he doesn't his hair say does all the talking. anything at all. I think he just says, who the hell is Bucky at the end of it, when Steve is like, Bucky, Bucky you're my friend. And then he's like, who the hell is Bucky? Right. Um, and then they fall into water. And I think Bucky saves... Steve. But, like, anyways, he gets brainwashed, and then in Civil War, he comes back to being Bucky, kinda. But he has a lot of, like, stuff to go through, because he's been brainwashed for, like, 75 years, and just assassinating people. One kill after the other. Yeah, because he was working for Hydra. Straight up KOs. Yeah, and so, then he goes to Wakanda for a little bit, finds some peace. It's very nice. And then... He just gets thrown back into it, and now he's in therapy. <laughs> I love his therapist so much. Yeah, she's awesome. The Like, the scene between him and Sam, where she's mm-hmm. like, let's talk about this, and they just, like, make eye contact. Mm-hmm. She's like, you're having a staring contest, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. <laughs> We're two adult men who don't know how to deal with our problems. We're having a staring yeah. contest. Yeah, so I'm really into the whole Bucky arc in this, because I feel like it's something people have wanted for a long time, yeah. and it's finally something we're getting, because his character's so interesting. 
I think he's one of the more complex characters in the MCU. Yeah. And then there's Sam, who's really funny. He's he's an icon. Yeah, and he can fly, and which he, is cool. That opening sequence of him flying is so cool. They killed his little robot friend. Yeah. It's, like, that hurt a little That's bit. Sad. I saw, like, a TikTok where somebody did, like, RIP and just <laughs> took, like, the, like, six minutes and made, like, a film uh-huh. for it. Like, a oh, montage. That's amazing. I was like, rest in peace, guy. But, yeah, so Sam was given the shield yes he said this doesn't feel like mine at the end of endgame and steve was like well it is and then sam's like what do you want me to do with this yeah (laughs) um and then and in the first episode you see sam like giving up the shield putting it in a museum and i think there is so much complexity as to why he feels like he doesn't deserve it i don't know about deserve it or like he just isn't he doesn't feel like he's the one who should have it that's i think that that's fair feels like he doesn't identify yeah i also think like with um the new captain america Mm -hmm. it sucks like you just like the right person has to have it yeah it has to be like the right guy for the right reason Mm -hmm. and while i can be like yeah i think sam was right in like putting it in a museum Mm -hmm. um also the fact that like the government was like this is ours now Mm-hmm. We're taking it back and then gave it to another guy. I was like, mm. yeah. What's interesting about Joe Walker is that yeah. his name? He first of all, he's Kurt Russell's son. He's played by Kurt Russell's son. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's not clarify. Kurt was, Russell's in the he universe. Was Kurt Russell's son. That means he would be Star Lord's brother, and that's not. We're not ready for those kind of that's guys. Not what's yet. happening. Anyways. It's, it's Wyatt Russell who's playing yeah. him. I think he's doing a great job because yeah. I hate him so yeah. much. If and you I've hate seen interviews and he's a very likable person. That's the thing. In the, so, like, in the Maze Runner series, the one, I hate one character so much. Mm-hmm. And in the movies, the actress who plays this character does a great job. Mm-hmm. So I don't hate the actress. I just hate the character yeah. so much. I love the performance, hate the character. Yeah, Which exactly. is how it's supposed to be. Like, that means he, like he's doing his job. He's doing yeah. great at it. Yeah, and what's interesting about him is... In the first Captain America movie, like, when they're picking who gets to become the super soldier, Steve is not the perfect soldier. No. He's nowhere near being the perfect no. soldier. He's actually the worst soldier. He's, he's really there. bad at soldiering. Yeah. He's not good He's at a it. tiny guy who can't do anything, but no. he's really smart, and he has a really good attitude yeah. and a very good philosophy, which is why he's picked. Right. And in this one, they did what... Um, Stanley Tucci's character in the first movie. I don't remember the doctor's yeah, name. He dies very early in the movie. It's Stanley Tucci. Yeah. Um, they do exactly what he was afraid right. they'd do. Well, because doesn't Bucky ask him, he's like, "How many? have you ever like laid down on a grenade? And he's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like five times. Yeah. And Bucky's like, uh, mm. yeah. He doesn't so, know how to handle that. Walker is a good soldier, but that's the problem. Yeah. And I think that's really interesting. And I didn't put two and two together until you sent me that TikTok. And I was like, oh, how did I not think of this? Because I love that first movie. I've seen it so many times. Yeah. But it's. Yeah. I hate him. I hate him so much. He's the worst. He's, he's the I worst. I think his sidekick's going to turn on him. I think so. I. You know what? I hope so. Uh-huh. I think his sidekick just seems like a nice guy. I can't yeah. remember his name either. Yeah. And then but the villain at the moment. I think it's, it's a change. There's a big bad. Yeah. She is a girl who's probably about my size. She's a small person. She's small, but she is mighty. Yeah, she's and really she strong. can kick ass. Um, and they're trying to like get the world back to how it was before, like during the the snap. Yeah, like when half the population was alive, which is messed up. 
Um, yeah, that's kind of fucked up. And, like, but their motive behind it, like, kind of makes sense. We, we, here's the thing. We've talked about this. <laughs> we support the reason. Like, we understand the reason. Yeah. But we can't condone the action. It's actions. Black Panther all over again is yes. what's happening. Because I remember um, Karen Petresca is convinced Killmonger was right in Black Panther. He was. Like, she is, like, he is the hero of that movie. He, and Black Panther was wrong. I think, and like I agree with what Killmonger was trying to do. It was just his way of doing it was bad, the means. which is what's happening in this. Yeah, show. that's like the philosophical question: Does the ends justify the means? Mm-hmm. And it's like maybe, but I don't. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. She ex- she explodes a building, and when she did that, I was like, no, no, no. I think she's gonna run into the same problem that uh, fake Captain America is gonna run into. Yeah, that like his sidekick's gonna turn on him, and she's gonna end up having. A lot of her people mm-hmm. turn on her because of her means. Yeah. And then there's Zemo, who I think will turn into the big bad eventually. He's the coolest guy, though. She just sees a little dance in the... Yeah. He was like, uh, yeah. yeah. He's such a badass. And that character is also really interesting. He's in from Civil War. He was the villain in Civil War. And Bucky breaks him out of prison, which was a bad idea. I love that he was like, so hypothetically, Sam, like, just let's just say, you know, I happen, someone happened. To get this one thing and a snowball effect occurred. Uh, it'd be pretty simple for this guy to break out of prison. Seems like this is suspicious. And then he breaks the guy out of prison. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so Zemo's out. He's working with Bucky and Sam at the moment. Uh, I don't think that's going to last for I don't long. think. I think he's going to dip out. He is. He's definitely going to. No one has a menacing purple mask and is a good guy. <laughs> Like, that mask is creepy, and his jacket is over the top, which means he's a villain. <laughs> he does, he wears, like, a jacket like he's in the Arctic. Yeah. I remember reading an article about how they talked about if they should give him, like, the comic book outfit yes. that that villain gets, and they were like, you know what? Yeah. Because he would do this. <laughs> like, he's this rich guy from Sokovia who's all mad at the world, so yeah, he'd have it over the top He gives outfit. me the same energy as, um... The ice guy from the Flash series. Mm-hmm. Just, like, with the jacket and, like, the attitude. <coughs> yeah. So I'm, like, same energy. Yeah. Um, so, there's a lot of very interesting moving parts. And we're only three episodes in, so there's a lot still It's going to be, like, eight episodes, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So, we're in it for the long haul. It'll be exci- I'm excited. Me, um, too. It's really good so far. I'll keep posting. <laughs> this is a to-be-elaborated segment. Yeah. <laughs> this will be a continuing thing until it's over, and then we'll probably start talking about Loki. <laughs> <laughs> Just ex- anticipate, like, one Marvel thing. Yeah. But, yeah, it's really good. I'm really enjoying it. And I love that Marvel's doing these shows. It's the little things in life. Because they're really pulling it off. They are. They're doing a really great job. Marvel doesn't make bad content. Uh-huh. That's... At least not recently. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, the first... I mean... Phase one doesn't count. <laughs> it's they they were finding their footing. <laughs> Aren't we all? Also, Thor the Dark World, we can just throw. Throw the... I, okay, okay. We can just leave that be. That's a bad movie. Oh, okay. So is The Incredible Hulk. Everything else has its moments, but... <laughs> the Incredible Hulk. With Edward Norton. That movie was so bad, they recast him. <laughs> That's so why Mark Ruffalo's there. Oh, poor... Poor guy. <laughs> they were like, ooh. But yeah, it's good. I've been loving all the callbacks to all the Captain America movies, because... 
those are the ones I've always watched with my family because they're the ones everyone can get behind because they're the most realistic. Yeah. And I love them. I love callbacks in movies and TV mm-hmm. shows. Yeah, there's and a lot books. of good ones. Books do those really well, too. Yeah. Those little callbacks. But yeah, I love that Marvel's gotten to a point where they can pull from so much content yeah. that uh, you can watch it with no context of yeah. what else is going on, and it does make sense. It's a little sad to not see, like, Stan Lee in any of, like, the bits. Yeah. That is sad. It, it, it hurts a little mm-hmm. bit, because I'm used to seeing his little little face. Mm-hmm. Oh, the other thing that's cool about this show is um, the race component, because Sam's black. Yes, that, that's it's a good point. really interesting. It's something that I know the show has taken very seriously, mm-hmm. and that's, I think, a reason why Sam was like, this shield doesn't feel like mine. Yeah. And it's not something they've really gone in depth with yet, but it's definitely an undertone. Yeah, someone made a... I was watching a... Like, my TikTok was all Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and someone made a comment about, like, how every superhero... Like, a lot of the big superheroes have black sidekicks. Mm -hmm. Because, like, the new Captain in America has his sidekick. Mm -hmm. And then Kara... Oh, my God. Brie Larson. (laughs) Oh, yeah, she is. Rambo, yeah. And then, like, the Steve Rogers and, and Sam. Um, yeah, but now the show's called The Falcon. Yeah, the now Sam is, is, he's the he, main character. He was given the shield, not Bucky, mm-hmm. Sam. Mm-hmm. Although I would say they're like 50-50 main characters. When yeah. you watch the credits, I think their names roll at the same time. But um, <laughs> That's how you know. Yeah, but Sam is going through such an interesting arc of what for- it means to be like a black superhero. I love that for him. And I think it's cool. There's a line... It's almost like a throwaway line, but it's when he's walking past a kid, and the kid's like, you're Black Captain America. He was like... He says Black Falcon. Black Falcon, and he's like, can I just be the Falcon? The Falcon. And, and uh, the kid was like, no, you're Black Falcon. And he was like, so what are you, Black Kid? <laughs> that was really good. And then there's, like, I like that they're also throwing a little bit of, like, social commentary with, like... When Sam and Bucky get into a fight in the road, and then the police show up. Oh, yeah, up. yeah, yeah. And then they end up arresting Bucky instead because yeah. he skipped his therapy meeting. <laughs> but, yeah, it's so good. It's very good. Would recommend. Yeah. And TBD on the ranking because it's not over yeah, yet. Yeah, it's not over yet. Can't, you can't give a fair comparison until it's it's not over till it's over. Exactly. All right. What are we recommending this week? I'm going to recommend um, Sideways on YouTube. He nice. does a lot of... Um, like musical analysis mm-hmm. that's where the like i watched the how to train your dragon motifs nice. thing um super enjoyable i, I, like, I it. like it nice i will recommend a few things first of all curtis connor's oh my god <laughs> magician video on youtube curtis it's, connor is he's a content creator on youtube yeah, he has more than just one video but that's my favorite video on You're, youtube yeah right now. he le- he learns how to become a magician because he's petty and it's really funny and i highly recommend it it's a good comfort video so i recommend that i recommend being a fan of gonzaga basketball <laughs> today's the day kids. today's the day i know this is well, actually, I'm gonna, going I'm going to edit it, yeah. I'm so, going to edit it and then yeah. upload it right Root away. For the Zags to win the national championship, because <sighs> go Zags. Can I get a Skozags? Skozags. <laughs> um, and is there anything else? I don't recommend getting exposed to COVID. <laughs> yeah, no, don't do that. <laughs> that sucks. Anyways. Get your COVID vaccine if you can. Yeah, oh We're yeah. We're talking to like four people who probably already I got my second do. one this week. So I got my first exciting. one this week, so we're... Everyone in the house is being vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So it's going good. It's, it's going exciting. good. Things are on the up and up. Yeah, they are. And it's exciting. We have no kazoo. We have no harmonica. So we're just going to... It's been a day. We're just out of here. We're going to end it here. Go Zags. Go Zags. <laughs>